What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Recorded live. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you might be. I'm glad you can join us. Stay tuned. I hope he's listening to this. We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. You are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. We are at the brink. We are at the brink.
You are not alone. We are in this together. You are not alone. You are not alone. Grundgriff, you are Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. We, we are, are in this together. together. We're in this together. And you're alone. Welcome to the broadcast. This is John Waterman, and you're listening to The Waterman Files on April the 1st. And no, today, hello, everybody in the chat there. I'm getting hellos. Hi, everybody. And no, today, what I'm going to tell you is not an April Fool's joke. And, you know, when you begin to hear this, (laughs) you might think it is. Uh, But it's not. And I'm glad you're here. We're going to be talking about, well, I'm going to be talking about the WebBot report. And if you uh, have a notepad, you might want to write some of these ideas down. And why I think it's good for you to be here and listen to this is it's going to give you a perspective on how to approach the future. You know what I mean? It's always good to get some kind of idea of just how big that snowball is rolling down the mountain. Because <laughs> it can get pretty big. So tonight, if I have time, we're going to go through, I don't know, I think it's grown to, I tried to scrunch it into eight pages. We're going we're gonna to be talking about predictions. We're going to be talking about Short-term and long-term. Now, long-term isn't all that long, folks. And immediate. Immediate's out to three weeks. Short-term's three weeks to six weeks. And long-term is like three months out, maybe a, a year and a half. But, hey, that's, you know, all the further this kind of technology can take us, apparently. So, you know, long-term isn't what you might, I might not call this long-term, you know, like five-year planning is kind of medium-term, but it's not even close to that far out. So we have some stuff to talk about tonight from the recent WebBot report that was posted this last weekend. And so tonight we're going to go over it. And so I wanted to welcome everybody to uh, the broadcast We're going to just dive right in there, and we're going to take a break at the top of the hour. And like I said, you might want to get a pencil. (laughs) And uh, it's real interesting, you know, where we're at. And before we start the WebBot, I'm going to get get some um, audios up here that are kind of framing some of the major themes tonight in the WebBot. And those themes are Earth Changes. Weather, dangerous weather, and markets, economy, uh, slash financial, okay? One of the things that we have to deal with is that we have these problems with the weather. NASA is is predicting (laughs) this weather just like I had mentioned before. And if you've heard this before, just be patient. It's real short. Because people need to hear what NASA and what is going on with that. Hang on. Now, this is from a NASA scientist that's 
predicting food riots, mass deaths, and super earthquakes beginning in 2015 due to an extreme cold 30-year period. Uh, just to start off the article, it says, if you think the last few days of record-setting snow and cold in parts of upstate New York is just a freak event, then you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you, according to NASA scientist climatologist John Casey. That is just the beginning of what is to come during this next 30-year cycle of extreme cold, which will be caused by a historic decline in the Earth's energy output that will impact the entire world. So we have NASA telling us, yes, we're going to start entering into a at least a 30-year cycle of, guess what? An ice age. We can't, we can't afford to have um, an ice age take us by surprise, folks, especially when we've got all these idiots telling us there's global warming occurring. Well, there is global warming, but not all over the planet. So what does the web bot say? We're going to get into that. First, I want to start off by saying that uh, the short-term and long-term data that came out in the first half or in the first part, which we're going to be doing now, part one has a lot to do with weather and how it impacts the markets. Now, the markets are going to have this interesting peak event. Now, when I say peak, it doesn't mean good. It just means lots of activity. It means there's a lot of things that are going to be occurring in that period of time, and it's a peak of either good or bad, but right now we're not talking good. But this peak is going to be coming before summer, and it involves a lot of the economies, and if you know anything about the economic welfare of the United States, you can always track its health by new construction starts, can't you? You know, and not very many people, I mean, uh, let me back up. A lot of people track the health of the economy that aren't even in real estate market, they're not selling homes, they're not building homes, by just simply seeing what the market is doing in regards to new construction. Now, that does not mean just homes. It could mean commercial, industrial, and, of course, a variety of types of housing. But the season and the seasonal activity, according to the WebBot report, says it's going to start early. So that just gives us about one month for it to get kicked off. So starting next month, we're going to see the seasonal activity start, but it's going to be the peak. And it's going to have a lot weaker than anticipated season of construction all summer. Now, this is a subset of something related to the economy, which is being sparking. It sparks over and jumps into other categories. And so bear with me as we kind of leave this topic, go to another one, which I'm going to do. And the subset that this is connected to is the commodity subset. Now, this isn't just precious metals. 
you know, precious metals and grains and those kind of commodities. The commodities that's related to the construction industry, folks, has to do with nails, <laughs> drywall, paint, lumber, and other kinds of building materials. And in this weaker-than-expected construction season, that problem is going to create a surplus of building materials. Now, what does this mean? It means for those of you out there that are planning to move or build, or actually build would be the, the ideal situation, and have the cash to do it because that's going to be a problem you're going to hear about in a minute. This is the ideal summer to jump on it because they're going to be dumping construction commodities. Middle of summer, all kinds of sales from construction material companies is going to start. Part of the slowdown of this construction cycle has to do with the funding for the construction being for the construction industry. So like I said if you have the funds this will be the summer to invest it in those commodities for construction because it's going to be dirt prices. In fact, it's going to be half the price, half the values. That's that's big. And since it's this slowdown in construction, we then have to reflect back in the general economy because this is, of course, the category that everybody looks at to see just how healthy are we. In other words, you'll always get this read or you'll get this new housing start number, right? Well, it isn't going to happen this year. It's going to be horribly lacking. And so the funding for construction is the problem. There's a latent uh, group. There is a, a desire. There is a demand. But the demand will not be fueled with the, with the funds. So even though we've got people ready to work, even though we've got people ready to buy, we've got people ready to build, the funds aren't going to be there, and they're going to be stopped and are going to be ceasing completely in some regions of the country. <clears throat> now, it also might include a, a large corporation is going to be ceasing this, but there's going to be regions of a region particularly uh, hard hit, one. Now, we're talking about those kind of regions like you see the federal government has divided the country into, which are 10 regions. One of them is going to be horribly hit. I have no idea. It doesn't say yet. We don't know. But funding dries up for the construction industry and other types of commercial ventures. It's going to be gone. By the time summer hits, 4th of July is here. It's going to be some of the reasons why there is violent behavior. Now, this data is being found in the immediate data. This is the nearest term, soonest, meaning that it's showing up and going to start late or early April. And it also shows up in the short term, and it also shows up in the long term. What does this mean? What this means is 
It's going to start now. It's going to last. And it's going to continue to last. It's not a, it's not a, a temporary seasonal thing. We'll have set in a construction industry cycle collapse. So guess what? We might likely have to, we might likely have a lot of our supplies that we get, like from, you know, Lowe's and Home Depot, these places might start closing. But anyway, that's what's predicted. And uh, uh, this connects to some other data revealing that there are going to be some bankruptcies in some of these major construction companies. Now, folks, I'm kind of thinking, being having been in the construction company for almost two decades, okay, not as a construction person, but as a, co- a consultant and, and architect, I, I really know this venue a little bit more than the average. And, and most of the bigger companies like Torcon are out east. These are probably the kinds that you're – familiar with that do huge developments and lots of uh, construction. East Coast corridor stuff, you know, from Atlanta all the way up into Connecticut, so to speak, all the way over into the Appalachians. Those kinds of companies that do developments, they're going to be hit and they're going to be broke, and that means it's also going to impact the economy, which means less people to buy stuff. And so people, if you're in business and people are buying from you, they're likely going to be somebody that's in that venue that you're doing business with, and they're not going to be doing business with you pretty soon. This data also connects over to other data in the report talking about the prices. And it's talking about half price not just on the material, but that housing itself is going to have a humongous drop in price, but only after a brief, very brief, in the immediate future, a very brief bubble. And then it's going to crash. And this happens because of the extremely low demand which is because of the inability to finance. There's not the, it's not a problem for the person wanting. Now, you know, you might say, well, they can't afford to buy. Folks, there are tons of baby boomers retiring, and they have the money to buy. They have incomes, and they can make these payments and may have significant down payments besides maybe even the possibility of paying cash. But they're not going to get funded. Financing for buying buildings is going to dry up. And uh, this starts, by the way, oddly enough, with a mile marker that gives us the sign or warning it's about to happen, but it's outside the United States where this milestone to keep our eye open, hopefully we'll get it, will occur. It's pretty insignificant, apparently, but it's in the report, and it might be kind of hard to find, but it will be riots in London. 
and not riots in a major way, but maybe just some insignificant riot about one particular group of people doing a minor uh, protest that turns into a riot, not just a protest, a riot. But then when this con, uh, construction uh, dries up for a sum, the summer, there's dire consequences on the economy of the United States. Folks, abortion alone is a major problem for our economy. See, if we didn't have abortion in this country, we wouldn't be importing immigrants. Even legal ones wouldn't be needed. Do you see where I'm going? Because it's the growth of a nation that fuels its health and fuels its economy. There's where it grows. Now, un understandably, the banks want this major growth. Major growth isn't a mature country or a mature nation that's just maintaining its place to live. You know, once it's built, all you have to do is maintain it. When it gets wore out, maybe replace it. Uh, but that doesn't make banks very much money, does it? They love this huge influx. So what does this mean? It means something's going on in behind and in the scenes, in behind the scenes of the home and commercial real estate or real estate in general and the construction in general industry as in regards to the financing of it. So construct also, though, of weather. The weather is going to have an impact on our construction industry this year. So couple that with no loans, and those that have the money can't because of weather. You'll, and the fact that we uh, it's scheduled in the WebBot report that we're going to have huge crashing unemployment starting this summer and crashing political systems with corruption erupting and being exposed, which, it, by the way, is a good thing, but it is very destabilizing to the status quo that we're used to. If we get rid of something like the Fed... It's kind of scary, but because you got to ask the question, what replaces it? I'm going to try and stay off of the chasing the rabbits because I've got so much to cover. The end the Fed movement gets underway this summer, but all of a sudden in the reports, it goes away. And here's why. Apparently, the Fed goes away. Now, I about fell over when I got to this part. And like I was saying, <laughs> when bad things go away like this, where's the other shoe? You know what I mean? What does that imply? Does it mean we're just we're going to have the installation of even a worse system? More than likely, yes, folks. But I've got some more news about that here in a minute. But just a note here, 
Not a rabbit, but I made a note so I wouldn't chase it. We have the China-based banks and financial institutions that are cooperating in what we call the BRICS nations. It's not a BRICS bank. It's a Chinese bank, folks. Let me say it again. The BRICS are cooperating with the Chinese, and it's a Chinese-based banking, Asian Chinese banking system. And over the weekend, Russia has thrown their hat in to participate. Now, many of you might have been asking yourself, I thought Russia was involved. No, they were involved in BRICS. The banking uh, centers, the bank that was going to be managing all this, was still on the drawing board and it wasn't there. Well, it's a Chinese bank, and Russia threw their hat obviously in, and they waited as long as they possibly could to get a, a founding membership into this bank. In other words, be part of it, owning it. And the reason is is because they've had so much trouble with sanctions, they didn't want to aggravate it and cause more from the United States. So they threw their hat as late as possible uh, this last weekend or last late last week into the into the pot for this Chinese based China based banking system, and as well, so did the Netherlands, so did Australia, so did South Korea. And then today, today, Wednesday, Austria is applying to be a member in the China-based bank. This China-led Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, that's its name, is going to be the lion, okay, that's going to destroy the Fed. Now, <laughs> it's kind of like this. Are we getting out of the fire, frying pan and into the fire? Who knows? I hate China. They are communist, red communist. I mean, I've got a document I'll be putting up on the Waterman Files website over there in that ground crew box for you called, it's an article, a very well-written one. It's called Born Red. It's about the leader of the new leader that's in China now. You need to know what he's like, what's going on. That man is an extremely powerful person. Okay, back to the report. While all this is going on, the report then jumps into some of the Terra, that means Earth, connections. And so Earth changes show up in the report. And in the long-term predictions section of the data, which means like three months and, and further out, which puts it right squarely into summer, that it's been showing impacts on society that have, and these impacts that's been showing up now uh, in three months, starting in three months for this summer, have been in the reports for years. Now, what does that mean? The longer that they have been kind of trickling into the report data, the more likely it's going to happen and the more severe or more powerful the event will be. 
since it's been coming for years and years, and now we're on the brink of the cup, so to speak, on the rim of this event, we're not talking about years ahead of us. We're talking about, you know, what's a few months? You know, what's three, six months from now? In fact, what's a year and a half from now? Big deal. But one of the uh, social impacts from the earth change data has to do with the development of boat tribes. Boat tribes? Yeah. Groups that form these communities or tribes, and they're living in boats. In the Gulf of Mexico, due to the rising waters on the coast. We're going to get into that in a minute here. But another connecting issue is why did they do this? Well, there are in the reports two major flood events that start these aquatic tribe cultures. And they're started from the residents in these areas along the coast and in uh, specifically the USA's Gulf Coast region that didn't leave the area during these events. And these are the cultures that develop from those that chose to stay there. Now, what a, more, a little bit more in the reports is telling us just exactly what these two major flood events are from. And the first one, it says there are two flood events that occur in southeast USA, which might likely spill on the other side of the southeast corridor, which means up the coast of, you know, like the Carolina coast, as well as the Gulf of Mexico coast of the United States. And one flooding event is a series of hurricanes that are very unusual. And how they're unusual is that they stop abruptly, suddenly, just stop, not quit turning, but they quit moving. And they quit moving just as they enter the mainland. And then they unload or dump gobs and gobs of water inland. <clears throat> and it's going to affect the coast, coastal areas. Now, you might say, well, I thought you said it was going to be inland. Yes, it's going to be inland, and the problem is going to manifest around the rivers that run into the ocean because those areas are going to get just deluged. You know, I've, I've seen this happen. In 1992, Missouri <clears throat> was flooding the Mississippi Valley. Uh, there's the Mississippi running into the Missouri, and the, those two hit each other in St. Louis. But back in the middle of Missouri, right in the middle of the continent, uh, there's uh, the Missouri River. Now, it might be, at the most, a half mile wide. Okay, Flooding filled the river. The these areas, in these low areas, the Missouri River got as wide as eight miles. As wide as wide. That, that's, that's scary. I saw that, too. It was scary. Now, 
what we're talking about are these hurricanes already coming over the land, uh, crashing into the residents on the coast, causing normal hurricane problems. You know, everything that hurricanes bring. And then it's going to stop just past the coast inland, dump tons and tons of water, just like apparently like Noah's flood. It's going to fill up the, the, the tributaries, and they're going to come rushing down into the coastal areas and just literally be like a reverse tsunami coming from inland to the coastal areas. And it's going to be kind of the reverse of a tsunami coming in from the ocean. And it's what's going to take out these communities on the coast. That's the first of the flooding. That's the first flooding event. Yeah, we're talking about this hurricane season, apparently. The second flood is when a dam fails because of earth changes, which in turn causes a river to change course that then in turn causes some nuke plants not to have cooling water, which sets off, of course, sets bad things in motion for a number of nuclear power plants and having a major and subsequent evacuation of that area where the nuclear power plants are struggling to not become a Fukushima. Now, the data in the report is growing, and this event in this category, this event in the data continues to, so to speak, begin, is building steam and is continuing to grow in the data and is becoming slash coming more in the immediate data than any other time. So all the stuff that was in there for a long time has now moved into this one particularly, has moved into the immediate data. Now you've got to ask the question, what dam could cause what nuclear power plant to go out. That that's a that's terrible. The Gulf region flooding though from this these major floods, these two events of course involve rivers and these rivers are over their banks of course. The one with the nuclear power plants are, are even changing the course uh, that they would have normally had. And so it's going to cause all these problems. Why? Because there's no water by the nuclear power plant to use for cooling. That's the problem. See, that's why these nuclear power plants are by water. They just suck water in like it's going out of style. Now, that's not the only thing in the earth changes. Other earth changes include some new data that's just now appearing. This other stuff I just mentioned have been there for a long time and was predicted in the long term in the data. But now it's showing up for immediate and short term, okay? And this new data includes uh, data showing the impacts uh, this summer and later that this later this year 2015 that affects the population 
on the globe in the Western Hemisphere from the equator to 50 degrees north of the equator. So you might need to get a globe or something and look. You'll see that basically covers North America, okay? Now, within this data is some more data related to radiation, and this is what is... And this is how big this affected area is from the equator clear up uh, to 50 degrees north of the equator in the northern hemisphere, particularly in the western hemisphere. And so it's showing up now that Fukushima is a problem and that that uh, summer of 2015 is going to be the time that manifests the first report of a Fukushima-induced cancer outbreak. Somebody in chat just mentioned there's a dam uh, that has the sinkhole going on uh, under it. Uh, can't remember the name of it. Do you know where it is? Maybe you can remember where it is. But Fukushima-induced cancers are going to start uh, being reported and begin to be uh, manifesting this this summer on the west coast of the United States. And it's going to even trickle down and show up, uh, clear down into Mexico. Our uh, person in the chat room is going to look up this dam that might be a problem. So we might have a good idea where it you know, not to go. But also related to this will be something that I mentioned was probably going to happen that had nothing to do with the web bot. Do you recall, okay, uh, the dam that they're talking about is Boone Dam. Boone Dam. I wonder if that's uh, the county or... Well, anyway, if that's the name of it, it's not in the Ozarks. <laughs> oh, okay. We got another chat room going, and it looks like uh, Boone Dam is in the TV, the Tennessee uh, Valley Authority. Is that what that is? Isn't that the that big conglomerate thing owned by or invested by Al Gore's family, whatever it is, okay? Okay. Well, well, interesting there. So if you're west of that, basically, folks, if you're west of the Mississippi, you're going to be okay. If you're east of it, you're in deep doo-doo. Deep doo-doo. <laughs> Doom dam. <laughs> Doom dam, Okay. Somebody put Doom Dan in there. Do you remember, though, that I was saying that because of the magnetics of the planet, we're going to have these ultraviolet rays reaching into the atmosphere and they're going to cause problems? Well, they call them act actinic rays. These, these are the part of the UV rays that give you a sunburn. And they're the ones that cause damage to your body 
They cause damage to trees, too, okay, and plants. Well, anyway, the rays, the atenic rays uh, from the sun are going to start causing damage in pockets all over the globe. And so there's going to be potential for, you know, sunburns up to third, deg- third degree sunburns, even with people like construction workers, which we were talking about, that are used to being out all day in the sun. They're going to be burnt and hospitalized because of the con- the out-of-control, damaging rays of the sun. Now, these are the ones that are like the ones that will burn you when you get too close to, say, a weld welding app, you know, when they're welding. And how many of you have been told, don't look at the welding, excuse me, don't look at the welder, you know? So you aren't supposed to watch somebody welding, it'll burn your eyes. Those are those actinic rays. Actinic rays will burn you. Not only will they burn your skin, they'll make you blind. So everybody's been asking me, what do I do? Well, as soon as you can, get those goggle-type glasses, you know, that wrap around. They're big enough to wrap around regular glass. So if you've got bigger glasses, if you have glasses, you get another pair of these are even bigger yet. They're kind of like the kind you go to Home Depot and get that you put on that are to protect your eyes from flying scraps of, of splinters off wood and stuff in your shop, you know, that kind of thing. But what you want to get are glasses with the strongest UV protection that you can find. That's what you want. They're UV atenic rays that burn are in a, there is like UV, A, B, and C, okay? But the whole issue here is that, you know, when they start saying put on this UV protection, well, um, there's going to be so much of those chemicals in these lotions used that they're going to start causing problems too. We have a link that I'm going to put in. Shadowcat does uh, is linked, giving us a link in the chat and another chat, and I'll put it in the other one. Talking about this Boone Dam. Okay. So there you go. This is going to be bad, folks. In fact, the, uh, the WebBot says it's going to be uh, such uh, intense UV light that, you know, things that are outside and, and are normally, you know, meant to last 50 years are only going to last five years, like patio furniture or outdoor furniture. And so that folding chair is going to be rotting and falling apart. In fact, the RevBot report was saying there's going to be people collapsing in deck chairs on cruises because the sun is going to deteriorate the material in the chair so quickly and unexpectedly that deck chairs collapse and people get injured. So it's going to ruin lawn chairs. Things like yachts are going to have problems. Anything sensitive, folks, to UV 
raise is going to have a significant increase in um, uh, damage because of this problem. Why? Well, it is related. Let me get this other link in this other chat here. There we go. There's another link about that damn thing from Shadowcat in our chat room here. It says TV open house on Boone Dam project. The other one says uh, uh, some kind of resilience. I don't know what I dare resilience. Some link that doesn't really describe what they're talking about at the link. And um, so this UV light is going to be so destructive. I, I I would suggest that you start investigating where you can buy glasses that wrap around the sides, too, that can protect your eyes from UV light. Now, that can be a clear, they can be perfectly clear glass, okay? That can be, they can be that way. Now, this weekend I visited with, uh, uh, well, I won't say who. (laughs) We were talking about glasses the military wear, and that they wear glasses that, uh, actually block the soldiers on the and, and other intelligence people or military uh, or security people in the, in the federal government. And they wear these sunglasses that can protect them from lasers, too. Because, you know, you get a blind uh, soldier on the field, he's, he's pretty much worthless. He's just, you know, worthless. And uh, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about UV light. Although you might want to get <laughs> you might want to get a laser <laughs> uh, glasses that that will protect you against lasers. And <laughs> who knows what they'll be doing when they, you know, if they do martial law, they might be, you know, setting off these things that will blind you. Well, anyway, back to this. Uh, This problem is, according to the data, related, of course. Now, what am I talking about? This UV light. And by the way, going back to a list of the problems that this UV light is causing, it's going to be creating problems we're really unexpecting, not expecting. For example, even curing cement and concrete will be affected because of the UV light. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? And so they say this problem, according to this data, is related to Fukushima. Because Fukushima is is affecting, get this, the magnetics of the planet. So we're not just talking about Fukushima polluting the ocean, which is really horrible. In fact, up around the, you know, one of those places that maybe young men like myself used to be dreamed of going was the Northwest Territories and carving and falling the trees and carving yourself your own place out in the middle of nowhere and homesteading and building and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, the Northwest Territories are, well, they're deficient of, marine life all along the coast, period, end of story. That's all gone, everything. 
There's a fellow that's been doing a, uh, he gets in boats and goes uh, uh, scuba diving, checks everything out, and he's been doing it for months and months and months, staying in motels, documenting all this, and marine life is gone because of Fukushima in the ocean. It's gone. Isn't that incredible? It's just horrible, isn't it? And so because it's uh, it's affecting it so much, uh, there's going to be severe consequences for it. By the way, if uh, you are listening into, uh, on the stream, on the stream and you hear me and you're having trouble staying on, you can call one. Seven two four 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 seven four four four. Then you can type in one two six one eight four pound, and then you hit the number one pound, and you can listen on the phone. Seven two four 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 four. 7444. The access code is 126184. Put a pound sign behind it. 126184 pound. And then one pound after that. Okay? So Fukushima is causing the magnetics of the planet to be changing. And because of all of this, ocean water currents are going to be related to, they're finding out that ocean currents are related to the magnetic fields of the planet's Earth. Along with the spin of the planet, which causes these ocean currents, they also are finding out that they have a great deal to do with the magnetic fields, and they're, going, they're finding out right now and why we're losing some of our magnetic field rapidly, more rapidly than we were prior to Fukushima, we were losing it, is because of the powerful radiation that continues to affect the mantle of the planet Earth. Mm, very interesting to me. I guess it can happen, you know, when you hear about a meltdown on a uh, a nuclear power plant, you hear about it melting and going to China means it's going to sink into the earth. So we have no idea how far down these heavy, heavy molecules, these are extremely dense molecules, are burning a hole down into the mantle. But apparently even the release into the water and another place that I'm going to tell you here about is the atmosphere is being affected. This interruption of the magnetic field is starting to call, cause what's called a striping effect on the weather. Now, striping means you'll have a band. Parallel to that will be another band, and there'll be empty spots in between there. And these are where the magnetic field lines or the magnetic lines lay and are affected by the the uh, Fukushima uh, radiation in the atmosphere. 
So these lines and magnetic field lines are being affected by the development of Fukushima in this summer. No sooner said than done, of course. It's been a while. We're going to have outbreaks of Fukushima cancer, Fukushima-related cancer, all up and down the west coast of California, a little bit north of that even, and down into the west coast of Mexico because of Fukushima. Now, I've been hearing some rumors, and I wanted to say this because this is related to this problem and to give you some kind of idea how serious the problem is. Very, very quietly, Japan has been negotiating their nation to have property in Brazil. Apparently, this is going to be the world's largest migration of a race of people that has never occurred. And so Brazil is cooperating. They said they've got you know, plenty of undeveloped land. And the Japanese people are cutting deals to go to Brazil and South. And you notice they picked uh, the Southern Hemisphere. That might be a hint, folks. So Fukushima is affecting the atmosphere. It's affecting the planet. It's going to cause people to go blind. That was in the report. And these cancers are going to not stop, and we already have uh, children born uh, two years in a row that are affected and deformed because of Fukushima in Japan. I had a listener that was in uh, Japan uh, that was in Fukushima area, um, and I've lost track of them. I hope they're okay. Now, there's a period of time right before the solstice, pre-solstice in June, which is um, related to an outbreak. Um, the The report is saying fire in Madrid, but it's not like a real fire. Yeah, Madrid, Spain. The real fire isn't what, I mean, a real burning fire isn't what it is. It appears to be that people get fired up about the currency corruption of the European Central Bank in Madrid and, and huge outbreaks and riots, not protest, violent riots occur. Now, why am I saying this right in the middle of this thing about Fukushima and earth changes? Because apparently the effect of radiation on us as people is causing... Uh, us to become mentally aggressive, almost like a drug. <clears throat> the radiation seeping through the Earth's atmosphere and into the planet, 
also affects our mental states in certain areas of the globe. So it's causing extremely bad behavior and outbursts, and apparently the new uh, the, the Madrid-Spain outbreak is connected to this. And then this, in turn, affects even the markets and the banks. This, in turn, meaning the Fukushima problem is even causing interference with our ability to emotionally be stable, which then in turn affects our markets, our economy, and the banks, and so forth. And sometimes we could say, hooray, but sometimes, <laughs> you, you know, you go, oh boy, here it is. Okay, there it says in our other chat here, there was talk of eastern Siberia, Russia, a few months after Fukushima happened, when Tokyo would have to be evacuated. Yeah, um, you know, these people have free will in Japan. They could, who knows, maybe. You know, I knew that right as soon as Fukushima uh, happened, there were those that had the wherewithal immediately left Japan. And I, I doubt seriously they're going back. They already left. Now, the WebBot report in relation to this uh, talks about milk being tainted as a result of the radiation. And this is, of course, going to cause consumer problems, but not just that, it's going to cause industry problems. Fukushima is understated, but it has not gone away, folks. And it has not gone away, I should say. And by the way, it's not getting better over there. It's getting worse. This is, you know, when we look at Fukushima for a second, and then we turn around at what we see here on the WebBot report with uh, river, river course changes, dams breaking, and then nuclear power plants, <laughs> apparently in the TVA not being able to get water, all hell's going to break loose east of it. Remember that plume that left uh, Tokyo or Japan over there in Fukushima? At least it was on the east coast of Japan, and so the plume went out into the ocean where there was no people, or not, you know, fishermen, but not people living. Well, east of the TVA is not ocean. We're probably talking about the Carolinas, maybe Georgia. That whole region of our east coast could be, like the WebBot says, could be evacuated and need evacuation because it's going to have problems keeping it cool. Well, we're going to take a break. As soon as we take a break... Uh, we'll be right back, and uh, we'll continue to uh, talk some more uh, about the um, the WebBot report. And uh, so don't go away. Be right back.
to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman. You're listening to the April 1st, 2001 broadcast of the Waterman Files. And today's topic is the WebBot Report. And it's just such wonderful news. (laughs) We had a question. Would the people that have been mentioned migrating to Canada... In one of the past WebBot reports, be that people that are coming from the TVA. One of the things that I want to make clear about the WebBots, they can be kind of hard to follow, but many of these things are not end-to-end. We're talking about events happening in parallel. The economic collapse, the earth changes. And that's the way that it's being uh, described, too, biblically, in the last days during the tribulation period prior to the the beginning of the last half things like this is exactly the description that we see where food gets extremely expensive and the earth has these huge problems in fact it says a great earthquake occurs that has never been so great as before or it will ever be again and we just have to pray it's not sitting on the, you know, 
series of uh, nuclear power plants. But if it's the new Madrid earthquake that's going to occur, then it is going to be, uh, there's going to be a series of Fukushima's because there's tons of them on the, on that fault. Can't, you know, it's just like uh, total idiocy. I'm totally convinced that we should never have started nuclear power plants. Uh, I know there's, I know somebody very close that works on nuclear power plants. They argue, blah blah blah. I don't care. I don't think we should have had them. It's a corrupt industry. I know another man that worked there. He was a contractor. He kept telling them that the X-rays were showing cracks in the protective uh, concrete. Uh, radiation domes and that they weren't going to hold it and uh, he was run off and way back in the 80s he was paid $400 a day for his work so he was an expert okay you say something bad it might get you killed too when you're trying to fight a new plant being built they're as ruthless as the banks we just finished talking about the tainted milk problem. Apparently, there's going to be some airplane woes uh, uh, having problems, too, related to these harmful solar rays that are going to be coming in and causing problems. And it has to do, it says, in the data, it continues to say, you know, UV-sensitive plating or equipment in the cockpit of an airplane. Now, what I'm kind of interpreting that to be is the airplane's windshield or glass that's not UV protective, and uh, they're supposed to be wearing glasses for that. If you're in an airplane at 30,000 feet or you know thereabouts, you know the UV is a lot stronger. One of the things that might be occurring to this planet since it's going into an ice age apparently seems to indicate that the solar rays have affected the planet and the planet is now going into an ice age, so to speak, in response to this uptick in UV light hitting the surface of the planet. One of the things to remember is that's interesting that it might be doing that, and it's trying to ecologically balance itself of these harmful rays. Now, I don't know what that means. Maybe it uh, is just a natural occurrence to have these kind of radiation ray problems and uh, getting colder. Uh, I don't know. However, I do know this. When you're in colder weather, the the air molecules are closer. If you are a pilot, and there were some A-10 pilots, that's called the Warthog. It's that little bitty, screaming, ugly <laughs> jet. I, actually, I'd rather fly one of those than one of these F-15s. It's the difference between getting to fly something for fun and without a flight plan and, and having to obey to the letter some flight plan given to you as a fighter pilot, you know. And uh, they were up in Alaska doing uh, uh, maneuvers, and this was the A-10 uh, um, uh, National Guard group. 
and they were having a blast up there because it was cold. Cold air is, let me put it this way, it's thicker. It's more dense. That means airplane performance can be more fun for them because they can turn tighter circles and they can uh, make turns quicker. And so for a a kind of a bouncing around aircraft that shoots tanks uh, from the air called an A-10 Warthog, that's a little bitty airplane with heavy armament and heavy protection and and isn't very fast, but uh, once it can get kind of uh, darty and make it even more hard to hit, uh, it was fun for him. So the cold weather that's coming, this coldness might be then able to to concentrate the air molecules. And air, our atmosphere, it protects us from about two-thirds to three-quarters of the radiation that comes from the sun and other cosmic damaging rays, okay? So first of all, we're protected from these damaging cosmic rays from sun and other entities in space, number one, by our atmosphere. Number two, that other third to a quarter uh, of the protection comes from our magnetic field, and that's what's collapsing. So if the weather gets colder and the air gets denser, it'll do a better job of stopping stopping harmful rays. So that's kind of uh, what I would say a way to look at that. Now, related to this, uh, like I was saying, the, the pilots are having trouble, and it's probably their ability to see, maybe maybe something along those lines. Don't know yet, but that's what's going on. It's going to affect pilots. Related to these solar ray issues also is a problem that begins to develop in Australia. And it's described as a new form of lightning or a new kind of sky effect effect. Now, it's something bizarre. It's not slow. It's like a WTF, oh, my gosh, kind of, what was that, that kind of, a, uh, of event? It's going to be startling. It could even be one of those kind that uh, startled them enough in Norway not many years ago. Do you remember that spiral that showed up on uh, the northern coast of Norway? It was creepy, wasn't it? It was as if we saw some kind of high-tech alien uh, Star Trek type of thing occurring uh, that caused that to happen. You know, that's it's just really bizarre. Uh, it's When we start seeing those kind of things occurring, those spirals, you know, and we're not in the loop to know what does that mean. It means... We're in trouble because something is either clandestine or foreign to us. <laughs> Let's see, where was I? Oh, okay, here we go. So this is going to have some kind of sky effect like that where people see it and they go, oh, my gosh, what was that? And so this is going to be an oh, my Oh my God! Event, so to speak, and and then there's this summer where a large body of water uh, 
also in the earth change category, is going to be propelled from below the mantle of the of the our earth, the crusty mantle, and from underneath that mantle will be a body of water propelled through the earth's mantle, and it will come above the mantle and be released into an ocean with such force that it comes out of the top of the ocean. You know, it comes above the ocean. Spewing up. And this is going to cause some problems. It's going to be apparently so bad that it causes stuff like uh, ocean current problems, impacts on the weather, and will continue to affect the currents uh, this fall and winter. And it's mostly going to affect North America. So that kind of means it's not like a gunshot where it shoots this bullet of water out of the mantle heading into the ocean and out into the, you know, air, but streams it, you know, kind of like a volcano, I guess. And it is also related to new forming lands in the ocean. Somehow or another, they're connected. We went over that in the last WebBot where these new lands occur and there's uh, huge resources of minerals and so forth uh, that will be available, readily available, and affect us in a big way in our uh, mineral in our economies because of it. Now, in the meantime, the Northwest is going to be of the United States is going to be affected and those areas like Washington and Oregon that are, you know, constantly damp, getting rain, the moisture is going to be affected because of this uh climate change from the Fukushima problem and uh is going to cause those areas to become very dry. And so there's going to be these huge issues with water in Oregon and Washington. And uh, that's uh, in the northwest, and this is going to start this summer. And the California drought is going to be more intense. And we've already heard that California's drought, uh, they only have water for one year for people. The farmers are not planting their produce this year, and uh, and somewhere between uh, 65 and uh, 90 percent of the produce you get out of your produce out of your grocery store comes from California. So instead of planting, uh, they're going to sell their water to the cities, and the water they used to get for their farms cost them fifty dollars an acre foot. The price of water now, the value of it is $700 per acre foot. And if they were going to farm, they would have had to pay $700 per acre foot to get water. So they've decided to sell that water as a profit to make money. And it's going to make money more money than if they planted. So guess what? As a business person, they're going to not plant. Folks, do you realize we have no contract with people in our neighborhoods that give us our groceries to make sure they make food available to you? Do you realize that if you had a community that was 
one hour or more away from a place to get your groceries. Do you know what's going to happen to that community? When people will start leaving it, that's what's going to happen. Or somebody will start building one. But there's what I'm getting at is here is the idiocy of the American mentality. We sign contracts for cell phones. They have to guarantee service. We have to guarantee we'll pay them. We sign a contract to do business with them. Cell phones are not necessary, folks. Food is. And yet we don't even have contracts for that. But there is a place to do contract food. It's called CSA, Community Shared Agriculture. Write this down. CSA, Community Shared Agriculture. Where is that? It's your local farmer's market. Contact your local farmer's market. Contact the manager. Ask the manager if any of those farmers in the farmer's market does CSA. They'll know what you're talking about. And see if you can get on the list or contract right now. This is planting time to get your produce, foods, etc. provided on contract because it may not be coming into the grocery store. Long-term data from 10 years ago in the report shows uh, that there was going to be a 1.2 billion people die-off on this planet. That's 25% of the planet. That's uh, one-fourth of the planet. That's the number that's in the biblical apocalyptic numbers. They match. Through all these impacts uh, that are now manifesting and starting this spring and summer, the next few in the next few short years, a little of the population of this planet is going to not be affected. Very few. I mean, we might have to go to Eskimos, or you know, even they'll be affected. But we might have to go to some remote place that's very, very isolated to find people that don't know what's going on. But it's going to affect us all. This has a lot to do with the reduction of the plant. No, I do not believe it was planned. I don't think this is conspiracy they have total control over and they made this happen. I don't believe that. I do think, of course, like you do, that uh, chemtrails uh, spraying uh, affects the weather, causes problems. Yes, I think they can do weather stuff, uh, but cosmic stuff... Uh, beyond their control is also happening. But the reduction in the WebBot report, the reduction of the planet's population has very little to do with war. It has more to do with earth changes. Now, some... Going into part two, we're in the start of part two here. We'll see if we can't make it uh, to the end. In some immediacy data, there is showing some bubbles in the data. This means peaks that reveal events that are going to be occurring over the next seven to ten days. Now, I adjusted that number, but we're, you know, it's been a day or two, okay? So, hey. 
maybe six to nine days. But I just I say, why not just say, you know, seven to ten, okay? Here's some of the things that they're talking about. There's going to be uh, a category in this uh, about the bubbles. In the bubble is a category about gold and silver. And uh, some of the words and language comments and so forth coming in the data says this, success and reaching goals. There will be a shift in riches and wealth back into gold and silver. So this increase in the value, by the way, of gold and silver um, is going to start in about 10 days. But it may not, in the data, it may not occur in dollars. You might not see this uptick in the value of gold and silver reflected in the dollar. I guess basically uh, Cliff High was mentioning that maybe, since this is how he got started doing this for uh, Wall Street many years ago, is that the dollar is a uh, manipulated currency, so it's maybe a false response to the uptick in gold and silver. Of course it would be. If you let it honestly seek its own level, the dollar would go down, the gold and silver would go up, and of course there would be more dollars uh, needed to buy an ounce of whatever. But gold as money starts getting its legs. The people begin to have this real idea of making gold or silver their currency. We know that Utah has passed a bill that says that you can pay your taxes in gold. I think maybe silver too, but I know for sure gold. While this event begins to start off, we're going to see some unknown personality, the report says, become a notable personality, (laughs) formerly unknown, and they're going to be kicking around in this gold and silver venue when this uptick starts. And uh, this appears to indicate that there's going to be somebody promoted in this venue, and this promotion is going to be given to somebody of of good report reputation that's going to be of no account in the past, which makes sense because, you know, all this corruption wouldn't be from a from a uh, respectable person that we have in our mon- monetary system now. And they are going to take a strategic position of some kind related to the future value of gold and silver and what it's going to be doing. This person is going to manifest certain events that's going to show up in the media. You'll apparently see it. It will die off a little bit, and then it will resurrect itself this fall when all hell breaks loose in the economy. So this promotion of an unknown person into almost celebrity status in this area uh, is going to occur sometime in the next uh, few days. This also is a marker. It's a marker for a time of fear and concern 
by guess who, the powers that be, within these two big to fail banks that I think, in my opinion here, is that we're seeing the response of these banks placing somebody in there to strategically manipulate this that has a good reputation. <clears throat> and it might even be a, this unknown person might actually be a, some kind of uh, replacement of somebody in these banks. Now, we already had the Goldman Sachs commodities dealer, the head person, leave the other day and went into a Bitcoin business. But here's what's important. This move by the banks is a response to another 2009 financial crisis and emergency situation they're going to try and manage. Folks, if Pelosi gets up again and says, we're going to have martial law, I'm going to let it happen and shoot her in the head, this is ridiculous how they scared the hell out of everybody. We should have let the damn banks collapse, right? I bet I could get 100% on this choir. <laughs> but anyway, this emergency has some very, very high emotional uh, impacts reported in the report and the data. And the media is going to be rippling this news out for several months. Now, let me give you the caveat. He says that for each category, which is, you know, inter, uh, immediate, is this is immediate, okay? This is up to uh, three weeks. The slide uh, or, or uh, error of uh, a range of error in days is equal to the time. So if it's a three week window, which we're talking about in immediate, then we have a three-week slide in the possible date. If we have a, if immediate was ten days, then it could slide ten days. Okay, so when we say ten days, it could also be another ten days for the error to be um, added to that calculation. Hope I made sense there. If you don't get it, just tell me. <laughs> I'll try and explain it. But this is going to ripple for several months. We'll begin to see months and months and months of writing. So, you know, remember when we had the 2009 and they just constantly talked about it? I mean, that's the kind, apparently, of language, the type of dialogue that's going to continue because of this event, and that must mean it's a pretty big thing. This also then appears to be pointing toward a physical and financial emergency and possible reform because, as I had mentioned before, the Fed apparently comes to an end. You know, it's kind of like uh, you go up to this, uh, you know, that machine where you get this little hammer and these, these uh, what are those guys, those animals in the desert that pop out of the holes, chipmunks pop up and you try and hit them on the head? Well, you don't know what's going to pop up next, right? Well... If we hit the Fed on the head, it's kind of like, well, what's the where's the other shoe? What's it going to be when it? 
what's going to happen. It's kind of like, well, the end of Fed people want the end of the Fed, but they really don't have the venue in their control in to say end the Fed and replace it with. However, it looks like the mantra from the data is saying there is a solid gold and silver as money movement that is occurring that's not necessarily part of this in the Fed group. So that kind of fills maybe in the gap for it. But it does appear to be pointing toward a physical and a financial emergency which might be including a, re a, a reform, and this may indicate a reformation movement in gold and silver. And, of course, it's going to be positive for gold and silver, but mainly it means bad things for our economy because things are crippling, or they're, they're collapsing. After this begins, and the gold and silver thing begins to take hold, there are going to be highs, all-time highs in the price of gold. Silver will follow. Usually gold is the leader and silver is the one that usually follows. And it, they said there'll be day after day. In the report, it said there'll be day after day of gold prices being set. In other words, Monday might be a thousand or or two thousand, and Tuesday or Thursday that week, uh, it's twelve, it's uh, twenty five hundred, and then the next couple days later, it's even setting a new record. So day after day of record setting prices is going to occur. While this is going on, we have a crisis that maybe isn't getting the coverage it is, and it might have faded into your memory, but it hasn't faded in the data sets of uh, the WebBot report. And that is the crisis that continues in Brazil. Well, you might be asking, what is the crisis in Brazil? The crisis in the Brazil that's going on now is going to get worse this summer. And the crisis that is occurring in Brazil is a direct result of lower gas or lower oil prices. Brazil is a very socialized economy, and lots and lots of people get on the dole and ease that by... So when the oil prices dropped... The people, not necessarily, well, we T-card people here. The people on welfare, and in socialized countries, not necessarily is it just welfare. It's just part of their life, you know, how they live. They, begin, they began to get uh, no money. Some of the stores were, of course, you saw probably pictures and videos of all this. They didn't have any food in the stores. And so that crisis will get worse. It's also going to cause a currency crisis to end their currency down there to falter. And this will continue because oil prices will not be going up for a while, according to the WebBot report. As at the same time, some countries are going to be going rogue. They're going to be trying to break free and according to the web bot, that means break free of the ECB. That's the European bank, okay? 
And so that means that it might be, it didn't say, but it might be implying Greece. And there could be a second one related. And the, the, the implication there is it's Portugal. So as people have, or nations like Russia has been leaving behind the dollar, they have invested into the euro. Which really wasn't much better. Folks, you know, if you're a leader, why do you invest into a fiat system? Do like Hitler. Just print your own national currency. Well, that's what, see, that's what Hitler did. And he didn't need people from outside of his country to do much with him. Nobody was really fighting him on this, although they were, uh, eventually, of course, to kill him. But Russia doesn't need the outside world. But have you seen what they've done to us? They've turned us into a global nation. We get all of our junk from China. If they won't take U.S. dollars, how do we get it? If they won't take U.S. dollars for oil, how do we pay for our gasoline at the pump? How many of you have seen Venezuelan gasoline stations closed? By the way, that happens to be Sitco. So what's the answer? Getting away from the dollar. So what's going on? I just read it earlier tonight, if you weren't here. And the answer for this is to join the China-led banking system they're establishing. And so Russia's, uh, at the last minute, throwed in their thing, trying to keep away from more sanctions, but couldn't wait any longer. So they threw in their hat. They knew they were going to. China knew that. Korea has done it. The Netherlands of uh, South Korea... The Netherlands have jumped on this bank. Australia's jumped on it. And today, uh, Austria has jumped on it. That's a European bank. So not only is the dollar going to be in jeopardy, we're going to probably start seeing the European bank. Uh, Folks, for the life of me, I don't know why anybody would have wanted to have a European Union if you're going to have a European Union, fine. But why not have just independent current sovereign uh, currencies? Because the Jewish bankers couldn't control all of Europe with all this autonomy. So they wanted them under one currency so they could steal their wealth, which they've been doing through austerity. Austerity means more for me, less for you. That's what it means. I'm chasing rabbits. I'm running out of time. I better keep going here. (laughs) So anyway, the Brazil crisis will get worse. Their currency will falter. And uh, it's going to fade into the dust, apparently, against the gold and silver commodities. And as these other countries, which we're guessing is going to be Greece and Portugal, go rogue and jump on the other bandwagons, we're going to see the failure of the dollar along with this. China, very, uh, this is short term. We're talking within the next, I'm going to say within the next 10 days to two weeks, the report is saying 
that China is going to make a big, big announcement. And this surprise announcement is going to have devastating effects on the banking industry because what it means is is that this announcement that they're going to make means that they have a power base. China's bank will have a base of power that cannot be controlled by the Walmart barons or the Wall Street barons. What's that announcement? They're going to be announcing, according to the WebBot report, that they have huge, gigantic gold holdings, thousands and thousands of tons of gold, and this is going to affect the public's view also of gold as a money rather than just fiat. In fact, this is going to take the guy that's sitting on the couch that wouldn't do anything in the past, was watching sports, it's going to affect everybody so psychologically that even those guys that are couch potatoes get up and want to go buy gold. But the news is going to sink into them so late that when they get there to buy it, there isn't any to be had. So panic to buy gold causes huge lines at jewelry stores, <laughs> pawn shops, gold and silver dealers. There'll be empty shelves in these places, and they'll try and buy gold and silver that's in jewelry, which isn't very pure, but it'll all dry up. They'll even have these people that sell this stuff get waiting lists, and people will ask to be on the waiting list. So as the brain dead, so to speak, wake up, they'll find themselves on the short end of the stick. Now, over this same time frame that I just talked about, during this event that I told you we were in part two and we were talking just about the economics of gold and silver in the banks, Bitcoin topic. In the meantime, during this time, Russia responds to the Bitcoin community and hits the Bitcoin community in their nation with some regulations that are not friendly to Bitcoin. And it's, re and it's mentioned in there as a um, darkening of the Bitcoin uh, agenda or venue in Russia for at least a little while. And this then isolates the Russian Bitcoin community from the rest of the world. But you know what? <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like Americans are isolated from the Bitcoin community because it's difficult as hell to deal in getting, you know, you got to go to this and then you have to go to this and then you have to go to this person and you have to get into a trader and then you go from there and you get into, the, you know, you have to go through these hoops. You just can't go up to some bank and say, here, I want to buy some Bitcoin or up to a Bitcoin counter and say, here's a dollar. You have to go through hoops even here in America, but it's going to apparently be worse in Russia. However, something sparks apparently in a demographic that's surprising 
the Bitcoin community, and that is the female market, the gender market. And somebody comes up with some kind of jewelry, some kind of fashion statement involving Bitcoin and its technology, some kind of connection between that and fashion, and it takes huge jumps and, and, the, and the female Bitcoin community expands in a big way because of this fashion or fad that occurs in the fashion community as related to Bitcoin. I kind of sense that kind of thing could happen in a small way in America with younger girls, teenage girls. But I'm not thinking it's American. I'm just going to kind of give you my two cents. I think it could be Asian because Asians and Chinese are are, are becoming so consumer-oriented, and it's such a new thing to them, and it's such a huge consumer market that I think if they turned them, the females of China, loose on some kind of fashion statement related to Bitcoin technology, it could really impact it in a great, in a big way. So, however this fashion wallet is or causes the it causes a demand of bitcoin by women. But even as the dust settles so to speak from this thing uh called uh, the this uh fashion statement uh it, the bitcoin community continues to burgeon and move on. And again, some form of settlement uh, in the Bitcoin venue is being done by entities that are larger, like maybe a Greece or somebody begins to hop on Bitcoin to use it as a as a uh, um, a currency to move and uh, pay off debts and so forth. So during the shortage of gold and the Bitcoin boost getting boost. Finally, Russia says, well, okay, these regulations may not be all that productive. And so apparently there's an easing up. And uh, so the Russian community begins to involve themselves, apparently, back into the Bitcoin. And so we have, uh, during all this time, this Bitcoin movement establish itself and stays very entrenched, apparently moving forward in a way that will, of course, uh, entrench itself uh, from now on. So some countries say they can't sell, uh, or they're having trouble and they're having debt problems, they might hop on Bitcoin to, to eliminate those issues. You know why? Because they're not being controlled by a central banking system. That's why. That's how they do that. Apparently, too, uh, some country that's going to start having problems tells their people they cannot sell gold out of the country. Now, Cliff High was guessing, but he said that maybe that's Austria. And I just told you that today Austria announced they would be joining the China-based bank. So it may very well be them. China's into Bitcoin big. Big, big. The data says their banks will fail. That's uh, Austria. 
and then that'll affect their politics, <laughs> and they'll start to crumble. And uh, then there's some other long-term values against all their ec- economic trends, but uh, they'll be dealing with that as this time frame moves forward. In April, the dollar is scrutinized uh, in its value, but it will not be scrutinized by somebody in the United States. It will be somebody outside the United States. And this may appear, as it says in the data, to be mainly somebody like China and the Chinese as they shift into the post-dollar world. We have the post-dollar world, folks, this year. So these developments will affect uh, people. And one of the companies that gets caught holding the, their hand in the cookie jar <laughs> because they bet on the government of the United States being okay with their money is going to be Berkshire Hathaway. And he's going to have some huge losses. The dollar shift begins. The beginning of the end starts. So it's, he says, look for events the first week of April. I say 10 days now to two weeks maybe for the gold story to break out. Then the real estate bubble is starting this summer by the government. Why? Because they are going to deliberately gut the real estate market. How are they going to do that? By causing tons of foreclosures. That's what the web bot says is going to be done. So our government is deliberately causing financial crisis at the heart of our American dream, our homes. They need to be shot. So as they as it says, as he said, there will be millions of homes are going to be brought back into the banks. You know what I think this is about? I think it's about banks that have no real asset. And they want what they loaned money on, even if you are, you know, how whatever they're going to do, they're going to create an event that causes millions of homes to go back. This is what they did to the Hunt brothers during the Jimmy Carter years when the silver went up, when the Hunt brothers were trying to uh, corner the market and start a currency for Texas. Not corner the market. They were just trying to buy a lot of silver and enough silver to make a, a silver currency for Texas. They had contracts. Their contracts were called immediately due I mean, they had loans, and those loans were called immediately due by the Federal Reserve. They weren't due yet, and they didn't call them due for any other reason than the hunts were buying silver. And the Fed knew this was a threat to the fiat currency, so they just unilaterally called it. Of course, it went to the courts. You didn't hear that in the news because the news is owned by the banks and the corrupt Jews. And so when they got to the Supreme Court, a miracle happened, and the Federal Reserve was found guilty of conspiring to break the Hunt brothers, but by then, all the momentum for a currency system had collapsed. Of course, all they had to do was pay a bunch of fines to the 
uh, to the Hunt brothers, and they had to forgive them of their debt, and all that. That all that's about. It's like the Fed is a janitor at a huge university, and he's in the toilet paper room. He just goes over to the pilot and throws some toilet paper out the door and says, "Here, here's your payment." What should have happened is a bunch of people should have gone to jail, but they didn't. So the real estate bubble begins, and the foreclosure process will stream all the rest of the time, all through this year, maybe into next. And millions of homes are going to be foreclosed on. And this might also reflect some of the reasons why you can't get loans for homes. As we were mentioning earlier, for homes and, uh, you know, commercial or whatever, you can't get these loans because they want to clamp down and take all these assets away from people. The, he said the public is about to be blindsided by the Chinese gold announcement, which is going to create a huge shift in the balance of power in the world. The dollar is going to lose its value against the commodities and our food, and you need to get ready. That's what it said. This WebBot report's a couple days old. That's all it is. Move out of those danger areas that you heard in the broadcast about the earth changes, the Fukushima, the flooding. Get out of those areas. If you've got money, go to a secure area. Plan on using your money to build a house. But because of the glut of the building commodities like, you know, nails, plywood, lumber, you know, that kind of thing, it'll be cheap to build, but it also then means in return with the collapse and foreclosure of homes that you might be able to pick up a house for, well, the WebBot reports saying half price. It's a really good time to buy if you've got the cash. Well, that takes us up to the nearly to the end of the of the two hour broadcast, and we made it all happen inside the the two hours. And um, uh, you know, going through this is a bittersweet emotional uh, <laughs> trip, isn't it? You know, you like the fact that. The corruption is having trouble. The corruptors are having problems. But are they feeding us to ruthless communist Chinese in the meantime? Might be. In 2009, no, in 2008, prior to the collapse that they had all over Washington, D.C., Rothschild himself went to China and started a bank. (laughs) Now, I do not think that China is so stupid to let the Jews take over their country. 
but that doesn't mean the Jews aren't trying. <laughs> That's why they don't want it to have happen. Folks, hopefully you have got what you need to navigate the landscape over this uh, spring and summer and fall. I'll continue to bring you the information. We've got a listener that's been gracious enough to help us continue make get access to these reports as they come out. Plan according, plan according, folks. It's time that you rally together in some way, begin to support each other. Because we've got some hard times ahead, really hard times ahead. And there's ground crew out there. We're <laughs> we're able to make this uh, easier by getting together and, and working for each other, <laughs> cooperating with each other. And so I don't want you to think that you're, you are alone. You are not alone. It's been my pleasure. I'll talk to you Friday, same place, same time. Bye-bye. Feel